0: Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B,
1: here's Sean Kelly. How goes it, Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report? Uh, it's a tough Monday, that's for sure. Boy, oh boy, a tough day yesterday for not only the Pelicans fans, but Saints fans, of course, as they lost in St. Louis, and the Pelicans lost out in denver hi again everybody i'm sean kelly john de alongside john is in studio b in new orleans and i come to you today from the uh, team hotel in san francisco the rich carlton in san francisco as the pelicans have made their way here to the bay area for a uh, part two of their five game uh, 10-day road trip morning john welcome back from st louis
2: yeah i've never i've never been patched in on live remote to you or, or you're patched in to us live remote huh so, you know I guess what, so.
1: This is a first for us, yes. Yeah, if
2: this was TV, we, so we'd just have the heads side-by-side side if it was TV, so just picture that on the radio, I guess.
1: And uh, as I'm two hours behind you and the way that I'm dressed this morning, I think that we're all glad that this is a radio or a podcast, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, although a podcast can be rated R, can it, can it not? Isn't this like cable TV, cable radio?
1: It, it could be. It could be, but then again, I'd be unemployed, too, so <laughs> let's not go there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yesterday, not so good. Well, by the way, on the show today, we're going to hear from the Saints, uh, their postgame sound from yesterday's loss at St. Louis. We'll also take you through the Pelicans game last night in Denver. Shorthanded, the Pelicans lost and dropped to five hundred at 11-11. So we'll hear from head coach Monty Williams, Eric Gordon, too. John's here, obviously, to help us go through the uh, Saints uh, problems yesterday. And then later on in the show, uh, we're going to try. We're going to effort to get you out to – Sean Payton's press conference is Monday Morning Presser today. We've done that on a lot of Mondays. Uh, today, though, I think it's ultra important to hear from the head coach, and we'll do that before we get out of here on this edition of the uh, Black and Blue Report. Uh, big guest later on this week. Should be a lot of fun as we bring it to you from the road somewhat, and uh, as we'll uh, be in New Orleans as well, getting ready for now what is a huge game uh, this coming weekend against the uh, Carolina Panthers. As the uh, Saints fall yesterday, J.D. Uh, in St. Louis. Uh, I you know there was so much talk about the troubles of playing in St. Louis and the Rams and they may be dangerous even though they're not a playoff team now at this point in the season but 27 to 16 was the final score and I don't want to say things were talked into existence but um, it it played out as if uh, the uh, the chapters of previous meetings were were still alive and we were still in the same book there
2: well I mean I certainly don't think anybody saw this coming yesterday I mean and that was that was the shocker. And, I mean, you know, the look on, on Coach Sean Payton's face and, and the players' faces afterward, I mean, it was a, a look of disgust, a look of shock of, of, you know, how in the heck did this happen? Because, you know, they thought they had a good week of preparations. They thought they had sufficiently, you know, addressed the issues that, you know, okay, St. Louis is the team, that they're 5-8, and eight. But they play well at home and they've played us well at home historically and they've jumped up and bitten this team before and they did it in 2011 and, you know, all those things and none of it just came to fruition. I mean, you know, Coach Payton said basically that the team came out flat and he's exactly right. I mean, from beginning to, you know, to basically the fourth quarter and maybe a little bit, you know, maybe midway through the fourth quarter, it there just didn't seem to be the required urgency and, and at no point did they get the required you know execution in order to win a game on the road or or anywhere anywhere else for that matter. And, and when you when you play that way on the road, you know you open up those you know that can where those ghosts jump out. Where people say, okay, you're a home team, you're a dome team, and you know you don't play well on the road. And you know that's that's going to be the bugaboo when the playoffs come around. And, and certainly they didn't they didn't dispel any of that any of that kind of talk by the way they played yesterday. I mean, I, I was I was completely shocked to be honest with you. I thought. St. Louis might play hard early. I thought St. Louis defensively was a team the Saints could take advantage of offensively because, you know, St. Louis does get a lot of sacks, but they're susceptible in the secondary. So, you know, I thought the Saints might have to take a couple of sacks. I thought Drew Brees might eat a couple of sacks, but I thought he'd be able to throw for a lot of yards and and touchdowns and pretty good efficiency. And none of that happened yesterday. I mean, the Rams intercept Drew Brees on the first two offensive possessions for the Saints. They intercept him on the first play for the Saints. And uh, from there, it, it, was, it was downhill. I mean, it, it just didn't get a whole lot better.
1: Here's Drew Brees uh, talking about some of those things. Uh, John uh, started layering uh, all the problems out, and uh, Breeze was right on the same page.
3: This is what we knew. You know, we knew that we couldn't turn the ball over. Um, that's a recipe for disaster. Sure enough, it was early on. Um, we knew that we had to be able to stop the run, and we weren't able to do that early on. We get field goal missed and a field goal blocked. You know, I mean, opportunities to score points, and we don't score any points when we're in the red zone. I mean that. And that can't happen. Um, you know penalties that prevent touchdowns at the end of half, at the end of the first half. You know, what I mean that's a big momentum shift for us going into halftime. And all of a sudden, not only do we get the touchdown call back, but then we get the field goal block. So you 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 take those just small elements. I mean, you know, you know one element in each phase, and that is a recipe for disaster. That'll get you beat every time.
1: John, you mentioned the Breeze interception yesterday. That fourteen nothing start for St. Louis, then the onside kick uh, seemed to take everybody by surprise. This was an aggressive St. Louis team after they felt good about how the game started, wasn't it?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, you know, they were, they came in five and eight. There was nothing to lose. Um, you know, and those guys, you, you know, you have to realize, that, you know, every now and again in the NFL, you will get a team that you know will pretty that later in the season will kind of lay down. But for the most part, when you get a team that, you know, is is a professional team that has some pride. And not only that, St. Louis has been a team, even though most of those guys haven't been around, all of those guys had not been around, but guys like Chris Long have been around. They felt back in 2011 that they were the physically superior team than the Saints. And I'm sure that was the word they were probably spreading around the locker room. Look, if we hit them hard enough, we can get them. And they caught them off guard, and, and, and certainly that onside kick showed an aggression for a team, I mean, the Saints weren't prepared for. It. Who would be looking for it in that situation? And St. Louis is looking at it like, okay, we've got nothing to lose. We're 14 up. We have stopped them offensively. Worst case scenario, we'll give them a field goal. Best case scenario, we, we recover it and we go down and get some points. And that's exactly what they did. I mean, they were extremely aggressive. And coach, you know, coach Jeff Fisher, you've got to give him, give him some credit. You know, he's playing with a backup quarterback in Kellen Clemens, and they've got a rookie running back in Zach Stacy, and they don't have you know household names at receiver or tight end. But they do have two great defensive ends, Chris Long and Robert Quinn, who rushed the quarterback. And Robert Quinn just gave the Saints fits yesterday. He was, he was, you know, the second coming of Reggie White or something. So I'm not exactly sure what the Saints could do to to deal with him. And, and you you got those guys rolling, and, and it was one of those situations I think Drew Brees said it best. You know, that first interception, he was like, okay, what happened was after that first interception, we kind of woke the place up. And it it was a sleepy environment. But – yeah, that first interception really woke up the Rams. It woke up the, the crowd as limited as it was. And from then on, the Rams just rode it on home.
1: Yeah, those two turnovers were uh, costly, as you might imagine. Jimmy Graham talked about that post game as well yesterday.
4: You know, first play of the game, we uh, we turned the ball over. You know, you can't go on the road and turn the ball over. And uh, we've done it uh, several times, and, and tonight's no different. You know, they've got two guys on the edges, and uh, yeah, tonight was – to night for him and, and you know we really couldn't stop him so, uh, we should have to find better ways to protect Drew and and uh, run the ball on the road you know you can't uh, you know you can't have you know five seven sub drops and and uh, and not have protection or you know not have teams think you're going to run it.
1: John let's go back to the play of the offensive line uh, you mentioned the uh, the ability of the Rams defensive line to to make a mess with uh, Drew Brees you know, being in Denver last night, I started hearing the the, uh, the goings-on with regard to Charles Brown. What, can you help me understand what all went on yesterday with well, regard to uh, what happened in the second half there with, with Coach Payton and Brown and all that stuff?
2: Well, essentially, Robert Quinn, the Rams defensive end, is the right defensive end. Charles Brown's the left tackle, so he's got Drew Brees' uh, blind side. He's got his backside. He's got his back, and yesterday, uh, unfortunately for him and unfortunately for Drew Brees, he didn't have it very well. Uh, Robert Quinn gave him fits. And when he didn't get to Breeze and, and Quinn sacked him a couple times, they sacked Drew Breeze five, uh, four times overall. When Quinn didn't get to him, he was applying pressure. Uh, he applied the pressure on the first play of the game that led to an interception. He, it would have been better if had, actually had he gotten the sack because <laughs> it turns out, you know, Breeze ends up throwing an interception and they end up scoring a touchdown off of it. And he gave Charles Brown fits. And basically, you know, Sean Payton's quote after the game was, you know, he, well, he swapped Zach Street from right tackle to left tackle. To replace Charles Brown, brought brought in Bryce Harris to play right tackle, and his his exact quote was, "I'd seen enough, you know. Basically, I'd seen enough of Charles Brown in that situation. He wasn't getting uh, getting Drew Brees protected. He wasn't keeping Quinn away. And you know, great pass rushes, you're not going to shut him out, and you're not going to keep him off the quarterback all the time. But you got to do it enough to where the guy can throw the ball. And uh, and he just wasn't doing a good enough job of it. And so he ended up swapping Zach Strief over to the left side, uh, benching Charles Brown and you know, obviously uh, Coach Payton said, you know, hey, guys, you know, you know there are hurt feelings in that situation, yeah. But, you know, essentially what he said was, look, I've seen enough. He wasn't getting the job done and we had to do something.
1: Zach Streep said uh, after the ball game yesterday that it is what it is. Basically, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. But at the same time, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's now the job of that unit to pick up Charles Brown and make sure that the, he's well supported and uh, brought back to where he needs to be. Also commenting on the offensive line play yesterday, was uh, quarterback Drew Brees, who seemingly still has a lot of confidence right now in those guys protecting him.
3: I've got a lot of confidence in Charlie Brown, um, and you know, he had a tough day, but I got a ton of confidence in you know Zach Strief, uh and you know really that entire group, you know. And so you know Bryce Harris comes in and and, and does a great job. I mean I've got I've got a lot of time on task with all those guys. Got a lot of confidence in all those guys, and you know what. Um, you know, they. I think you got to give a lot of credit to them, their defensive front. You know, their, their pass rush. Um, you know, they got after us a little bit today. But um, you know, for me, it, it, it's you, you still got to operate. You know, you still got to find a way to get completions and get first downs and move the football and you know, be efficient. I mean, there's no excuses. And you can't give yourself any.
1: So the Saints lose yesterday to the Rams, twenty-seven to sixteen. Senior writer for NewOrleansSaints.com, John DeShazer is with us here on the Black and Blue Report. We've got lots more to come. On today's show, we're going to talk about the Pelicans' loss at Denver last night. One hundred two ninety-three was uh, the final. There, we're going to hear from head coach Monty Williams this morning, and uh, later on in the program, head coach Sean Payton's thoughts uh, as he's had uh, some hours to look at things and think about things. He'll have his Monday morning presser. We'll give you the highlights of that. Johnny, can you stick with me one more segment here?
2: I'm, I might. I might do that. It depends on All you know right. what's in the mail. <laughs>
1: We'll go through some more aspects of this game, and we'll uh, touch upon what lies ahead here for New Orleans. Two games left in the regular season, and uh, notably this weekend's game, the next one, the most important one, as Drew Brees would say, on the road at Carolina. Sean Kelly here in San Francisco on this Monday. John DeShazer in Studio B in New Orleans, and the Black and Blue Report continues in just a moment.
0: NBA All-Star 2014 is coming to New Orleans with an exciting lineup. The BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge is your ticket to see the NBA's newest stars. On Friday, February 14th, the New Orleans Arena will play host as the rookies and sophomores team up to battle for bragging rights and make a name for themselves in the Big Easy. Tickets are on sale now through NBAevents.com for as low as $10. BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge, your ticket to see the NBA's newest stars.
5: Are you ready for healthcare reform? At Blue Cross, we're ready to help. Learn all you can about healthcare reform at BCBSLA.com slash reform. Here you'll find information on tax credits, health insurance options, answers to frequently asked questions, and a handy checklist to help you prepare. Visit us today at BCBSLA.comslash reform and get ready.
3: Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association and is incorporated as Louisiana Health Service and Indemnity Company.
1: It's the Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report, and it feels like a Monday, doesn't it? Saints lose yesterday, Pelicans lose yesterday. John DeShazer is in Studio B with us in New Orleans. John Kelly back out here in San Francisco with the Pelicans on the road. They'll be on the road all the way until Christmas Eve and have four games left on this road trip. Still to come, we'll hear from Pelicans head coach, Monty Williams, uh, Saints head coach, Sean Payton. But uh, John, will continue our conversation about yesterday's 27-16 loss to the uh, St. Louis Rams. Um... When you uh, look at look at the game, we've we've layered some things in. I think we've talked about the turnovers, the play of the offensive line, uh, but special teams comes into this too. And I know I talked about the onside kick, and that's I think that's a complete surprise, and you're not set up for that. But uh, you know, also yesterday, some scoring chances go by the wayside in the field goal kicking unit.
2: Yeah, um, right at the end of the first half, um, you know, Saints drive the ball. Uh, get down to, I think, uh, the Rams' eight-yard line, uh, maybe a third and two, third and four, whatever it is, B- about 15 seconds left on the clock. Uh, Drew Brees ends up throwing a touchdown to Lance Moore, but it's called back because Charles Brown, the aforementioned one, uh, gets a, a penalty for an illegal hands to the face. So they back it up. The, Drew Brees throws incomplete on third and 12. Um, um, Garrett Hartley comes in for a field goal attempt, and and it's low. And Michael Brockers, the former defensive, end for, defensive tackle from LSU, now plays for the Rams, he blocks it. So you go from, you know, scoring seven to looking at three to scoring nothing and it's 24-3 at halftime and you know, if you get the seven, you know, you you certainly feel good uh, a little bit better about yourself because if you're the Saints, you get the ball coming out of the second half and maybe that's a little momentum that you carry over. Instead, the Rams come in, you know, go out with with the momentum, you know, for the first half. So it just went bad again from there. And then a late, another late field goal, you know, a short chip shot when the Saints are down 11. They're trying to kick a field goal and get within eight. So, you know, that'll be a one-score game. Well, I think I, – I can't remember. I think it might have been a 25, 35-yarder or whatever it was. But Hartley ends up missing that when He yanks it left. And it looked, it looked like Brockers might have gotten a hand on it. But either way, it was another low kick. He had two low kicks and you know if if he didn't get the second one tipped, you know he he kicked it badly enough to miss it. And either way, you know he didn't get the the proper height on either one. And so that's a, that's an issue. I mean, Garrett Hartley, you know, went through a slump earlier this season, kind of straightened himself out, and then yesterday in St. Louis, it jumped back up and, and and bit him and his team. And 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 so you know now you're in a situation where okay, you know, Coach Payton after the game didn't sound all that confident in his in his kicker. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying he's going to make a change or anything like that, but certainly he was not happy with what happened with Garrett Hartley. And then you're mixing all the other things. I mean, the Saints committed penalties all over the place, eight for 77 for the game, but on back-to-back Rams touchdown drives had three personal fouls combined on those drives, you know, a couple from Malcolm Jenkins and, and one from Curtis Lofton that really end up coming back to hurt, End up with three total turnovers. Drew Brees Dropped back to throw the football 62 times yesterday. 62. Ends up throwing 56, getting sacked four times, end up with two scrambles. But he dropped back to throw it 62 times, and they run it 20 times. So, I mean, that that ratio isn't going to win you any ball games. and it's, it's not going to win anywhere, especially on the road. Then they were 5 for 15 on third down. And, unfortunately, for the for the defense, the Rams were 7 for 14 on third down. I mean, the Rams – kind of were in control the entire game and i mean you know that they didn't want to they didn't want to throw the ball that much you know i don't think they trust Kellen Clemens that much Tavon Austin didn't play he's a big play wide receiver and offensive threat he didn't play so they turned to the rookie running back Zach Stacy Zach, Zach Stacy he had he had 100 rushing yards in the first half and so you know when you know what's coming and you don't stop it on defense and then offensively you get that imbalanced and you turn the football over and you commit penalties and you have a bad day in the kicking game. I mean, it's it was just the perfect storm of awfulness.
1: Well, uh, you know, and there you go. Twenty-seven to sixteen was the final score. Uh, John, before we get to kind of turning the page on this and talking about the week that is now in progress with regard to Carolina, let me uh, let me share a couple more uh, sound bites from yesterday's post game uh, with our listeners here on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, first, uh, Drew Brees uh, talking about the road woes that now have, you know, I, I think they've deflected pretty well and, uh, and maybe have not, uh, you know, wanted to read into the other road losses this year or put them collectively together. But post game yesterday, Drew Brees did have this to say.
3: We're kind of proving you guys right right now, <laughs> which is unfortunate because um, we certainly don't feel that way about ourselves, you know. But um, the record doesn't lie. Um, we have to play better on the road, you know, no excuses. We have to play better on the road, and we will. And I, I think it's, it's. I think while the, the solution is simple, I think just the, the effort and the focus, by which you go about fixing, you know, that, is, um, it's methodical, and, and it starts with the process throughout the week, and the preparation, the communication, and all those things.
1: And now Drew Brees and the Saints get ready for Carolina this week. It's uh, part two of this uh, series this season. Uh, at the uh, top of the NFC South.
3: We need to play well there, and and um, if we play well, then we can, we can win. Um, if we make some of the same mistakes that we've made, you know, these last two road trips, then, you know, then we'll get beat. But um, I'm confident in our team, and I'm confident in our leadership, and I'm confident uh, in our you know, wherewithal to be able to put that together, put together a great performance next week starting with a great week of practice and uh, get ready to go win a big divisional game on the road.
1: And, John, one more thought I want to play here. Uh, This is Malcolm Jenkins uh, talking about the loss yesterday in St. Louis and uh, now the uh, need to bounce back and get it ready for the Panthers.
3: It's more of the style in which
4: we lost the game. um, That was probably most disappointing with uh, the turnovers and our inability to stop the
2: run. Um, You know, those are the worst ways to lose. Um, But from a season standpoint, we still have everything we need in front of us Um, with a big road game coming up. in a division and, you know, we're going to have to get it's gonna be a tough game on the road. And, and that's what uh, we haven't really been able to do well this year is play well on the road. And we're going to want to, um, we're going to have to, I'm sorry, to uh, win a division. And, you know, if we want to make a run in the playoffs, we, we're going to have to win some road games there too. So, uh, this would be a good test for us again. And, and, you know, obviously it's a big game
4: and we'll have to bounce back quickly.
1: So, John, I think that the Saints have been a fairly good bounce-back team. I, I, you know, I can't help but think of what happened after the loss at Seattle, how focused the team was as I was around them, you were around them that whole week, and then had the great game at home against the Carolina Panthers. Um, you'd have to have the same type of focus this week, and you'd have to have the same bounce-back ability. I don't know if that makes any sense, but you know what I'm talking about. As you go on the road, I guess the difference is all of their bounce-back situations have come to a home game following the loss. This scenario is new and uh, for the first time this year.
2: Well, yeah, it's new for the first time this year. Now, if if you're a numbers guy and, and you know we are. With Sean Payton on the sidelines, the Saints have not lost consecutive games since the last three games of 2009. So that's something you can lean on, you know, in those last three games of 2009 happened to be the Super Bowl season. They were 13-0, and kind of throwaway games anyway. They had the number one seed locked up. This is a totally different situation because, one, they're going to have to do it on the road. Two, they're going to have to do it against a team that um, wants the game as much as they do, and it's a little bit ticked off at losing here in the Superdome, you know, 31-13 a couple of Sundays ago. And three, you know, the Saints aren't playing particularly well here. I mean, they've lost two of three. The one they got was against Carolina, and it was a good home game, but the two were were lopsided losses on the road to, to to Seattle and yesterday in St. Louis. They just have not played well on the road. They're three and four on the road right now. And, you know, if you want people to believe you're a good road team, you know, then that, you know, this is a situation you're going to have to do. It. And this game is basically, for, all, for the Saints, this game, it isn't quite the, the entire season, but it has so much significance because if they win this game, they basically lock up the number two seed and they win the NFC South Division. It's done. They won't have to worry about anything. If they don't win this game, now suddenly you have to win that season finale, finale against Tampa Bay here in the Superdome. Then if you want to win the division, Carolina's going to have to lose at Atlanta or you win the win the home game. Carolina wins, too. They win a division, and the Saints get in as a wild card and have to hit the road for the first round of the playoffs. You know, the, the optimal situation is to win the game on Sunday and take care of your own business and not have to have Atlanta, you know, beat Carolina in hopes of getting the number two seed. But, you know, worst-case scenario, they can still get in with a win against Tampa Bay. But, you know, again, this is the time. If, if they want, you know, people to look at them differently, And we know that they have, you know, bounce back ability. Then they're going to have to bounce back at Carolina against, you know, maybe the hottest team in the league, one nine out of ten. And the only one they've lost is here in New Orleans. So this is a revenge game for them in Charlotte. And the Saints, you know, historically haven't played all that great in Charlotte. So, you know, we don't know exactly what's going to happen there. And, and certainly you don't want them to, to get behind and get imbalanced the way they have been again and have to rely on Drew Brees to throw it 50, 60 times. That's not a recipe for success on the road. It ain't much of a recipe for success at home, but it certainly doesn't work much on the road. I hadn't seen a whole lot of teams able to get away with that on the road. So, yeah, this, this game is huge in Carolina. It's got huge implications for the Saints. You know, if you win it, you take care of your own business. And then basically week 17 of the NFL season, the 16th game, is basically a bye week for them. They can rest people for two straight weeks as opposed to, you know, having a, having a, a wild card game to get, get ready for immediately.
1: I think you put it all there together in a nice, neat uh, package. Great job, man. There's that, that nothing to add to that. I think that pretty succinctly describes what has to happen here. Over the next two weeks. Well, I wish we had better news to talk about here, JD. Um, I was hoping that you and I be uh, having a happy-go-lucky time here on Black and Blue Report today, talking about a Saints win and a locked-up playoff spot. But uh, that's not the case. So, uh, your week uh, that lies ahead will be interesting, I'm sure. And uh, we wish you all the best. And uh, we'll keep you up to date here from the road as well.
2: Well, I appreciate it. I'll be listening to you, watching the games on TV, and all that other good stuff that goes along with that. And uh, hopefully the Pelicans can get on a little road here, roll here. I saw they were doing well against uh, Denver early and and end up uh, fading a little bit down the stretch. And I don't know if that's the, the whole depth thing, you know, rearing its ugly head again or what, but uh, hopefully they can pull something together and get some wins here on the road.
1: Yeah, it was the first time this year in 22 games where, uh, you know, the Pelicans have not been at full strength in, in any of those games, but last night was the first time they said, boy, uh, you know, they really miss not only Anthony Davis, but Tyreek Evans too tonight Uh, news on Anthony Davis when we come back we'll talk about the Pelicans game in Denver last night our thanks to John DeShazer for stopping by today head coach Sean Payton will be with us a little bit later on black and blue report don't you go anywhere we've got lots more to do on this
5: okay you've just been told you have a serious heart issue congestive heart failure a valve problem a complex rhythm disorder now what at auctioner, we suggest you take a moment and do some research When you do, you'll find Ochsner Medical Center has the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by U.S. News & World Report. We routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures, such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements, and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is,
2: I just saw your test results, and they look great. No problems.
5: Leading-edge care. Just one more reason to choose an auctioner affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-OCHSNER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind.
1: Still to come on the program, Saints Head Coach Sean Payton with his Monday Morning Presser will give you a... Uh A good chunk of that uh, before we get out of here on this Monday. Again, the uh, Saints fall yesterday 27-16 to to the uh, St. Louis Rams. Let's turn our attention to basketball for a moment. Last night, the Pelicans began their five-game West Coast road trip. Unfortunately, they lose to the Nuggets 102-93. Things started fairly well. The game was tied at 52 at halftime last night, but uh, they got outscored 23-16 in the third And then uh, by just two points in the fourth, but that was enough. The damage was done in the third quarter last night at the Pepsi Center. Uh, The Nuggets had been coming off of a loss, a 10-point loss at home to the Jazz, so they were a little inspired, to say the least. Uh, They got a big game from Wilson Chandler, who had 19, and J.J. Hickson picked up his sixth double-double of the year. He had 19 points and 11 rebounds. Uh, The Pelicans fell to 11-11, as I mentioned And this uh, this despite 26 points from Ryan Anderson last night, who'd been averaging 19 a game over his last four, uh, but going 7 of 24 from three as a team and uh, getting out-rebounded last night, 51 to 31, did not help the situation. Uh, The free throws were a big uh, issue as well. Uh, The Nuggets outscored the Pelicans at the line 21 to 12, had 28 attempts to uh, New Orleans' 19 and uh, certainly the uh, turnovers were an issue as well in that they didn't take full advantage here. The Pelicans got Denver into 19 turnovers last night, scored just the 17 points off those turns. Uh, At the end of the day, uh, there was a lot to uh, kind of swallow about the game, some things that you thought might be happening with the Pelicans being shorthanded, but they had been able to overcome until last night. Uh, let's take you back uh, to uh, just outside the locker room post game last night. Here's my conversation with Pelicans head coach Monty Williams following the loss to Denver. Coach, I'll let you start. When you when you look at this game, is it is it solely in the second half, or is there more something about the entire night that takes us to this point?
4: No, I wouldn't I wouldn't put the game in a nutshell just as it relates to the second half. I, I think. Some of the things that happened to us started in the first half. Um, we just got out work tonight. Um, we were minus 20 on the boards. Anytime you you do that against a team on their home floor, um, you, you're going to find yourself in a tough spot. And they they have 19 turnovers, and we didn't take advantage of uh, of that because we gave them so many extra possessions. So if they're plus 20 on the boards and they have 19 turnovers, they, they still feel like they're... Uh, golden because they they've done so many things well rebounding the ball Um, we just didn't have the same juice tonight that we've had Uh, we had a lot of uh, guys miss shots we had a lot of open looks we just didn't make those shots but uh, we just didn't have the type of juice that you need to have on the road to win a game that was winnable I thought the three before halftime really took some life out of us because it would have been a lot nicer to go into halftime with a three-point lead as opposed to being tied up. Coach, does the disparity at the foul line go hand-in-hand hand of what you're talking about, or is it,
1: is it a factor tonight?
4: I don't know. i, I got to look at the film, but I, I think there's some merit to that. You know, they, they made a point of getting to the basket or throwing it inside and attacking us at the rim. Um, we, we settle for a lot of jump shots, and um, anytime you do that in this altitude with the ball bouncing the way that it does here, to set yourself up for fast breaks or you just have that floor balance headed back on defense
1: did the foul trouble to Smith and Robinson really really put you in a bad spot after the way the game evolved?
4: yeah, it did um, But I thought the bigger issue was when drew picked up his fourth that really hurt us um, uh, he's out there guarding the ball full court and you know, to pick up that foul uh, really hurt us you know I'm not blaming the referees, but I just didn't think that was kind of foul that you call, especially as tough, as hard as he plays. It was a physical game to begin with, but you know, foul trouble. It is what it is. You game plan for that and guys got to come into the game ready to play.
1: All right. So those are coaches thoughts from last night the uh, Pelicans. Now will get ready for the golden state warriors. Uh, also, uh, before I forget here, post game last night, did have a chance to catch up with Eric Gordon for a little bit. Um, Gordon kind of succinctly uh, put it as this, uh, can't shoot ourselves in the foot like, uh, they did last night
2: we did it to ourselves basically you know I mean that's a good team but now that we we're doing everything to ourselves I, I think that's most of our um, throughout this whole season if we if we're losing and we just didn't maybe it's this offense but we're, we're, we're going to beat ourselves
1: also Gordon uh, talked about uh, Denver's ability to get to the rim last night and that of course uh, is what played into the free throw disparity. In the uh, in the ball game,
2: they're a fast team. You know, they're very athletic. All five of their, you know, I mean, they're a very athletic team. And um, you know, they, you know, one thing you can't do, you just can't let them get to the basket as that much. You can't have the guards penetrating, because that's what they want to do. They want to play inside game because they use their athletic ability.
1: So no Tyreek Evans last night out with that left ankle sprain. I'd, I'd say we have to list him as day today. So he may or may not be able to go against the Warriors tomorrow night. Anthony Davis was the other piece of news yesterday. We had talked with him in the morning and uh, played that interview for you last night during halftime of the broadcast on the New Orleans Pelicans radio network, uh, to, but to really to kind of just, without playing the whole thing all over again, the news is this, Anthony's doing very well with his broken left hand. He he is chomping at the bit to get back into uh, game action, and that may come sooner than you think. I, I kind of thought maybe, hopefully, around the first of the year, but uh, it seems that Davis could very well be back in uniform for the Pelicans during this, this road trip with four games still to go. So I don't know if that means it's tomorrow night against the Warriors, Wednesday against the Clippers, or later on in the trip against the Trailblazers or the Kings, but this is good news. And the Pelicans are certainly ready to have number 23 back and perhaps have themselves at the end of the trip a pretty nice mark and some momentum going into that home game against the Denver Nuggets on December the 27th. So that's kind of the news of the day for the Pelicans, who will practice at the uh, at the famous Olympic Club in San Francisco later on today. And then tomorrow there will be the morning shoot-around in the game against the uh, Warriors that we'll have uh, on the uh, on the air for you at 9.30 Central Time all across the New Orleans Pelicans radio network, and that includes the flagship station, 105.3 WWL-FM. All right, Pelicans 11-11. and 11. We'll put that aside until tomorrow. When we come back, we'll check in with Saints head coach Sean Payton with his thoughts on this Monday morning.
0: Hey there, what you having?
5: Um, what kind of specials do you have today?
0: Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs.
5: Wait, what?
0: Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini.
5: Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbe Want
0: each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report.
1: Welcome back to the Monday show here as I come to you from San Francisco. As the Pelicans are on the road, and uh, greetings from my hotel room. <laughs> it's going to be a good day out. In San Francisco, weather's going to be in the 60s today. We'll take it. It was pretty chilly in Denver to start the trip. All right, back to uh, what's going on on Airline Drive today. Rams over the Saints yesterday, 27-16. to 16. Let's get you some of the Monday morning press conference from Saints head coach Sean Payton.
2: Well, Sean, you said the uh, the tape wouldn't be fun, but it would be kind of revealing. What did you, what did you see?
6: Well, I, I thought this. I, I thought, number one, uh, I certainly didn't see the effort and energy that we would have hoped for. You know, part of, part of playing well consistently, you know, requires all 11, and, and that's really in every phase. It's the first, first time where you put it on, and we, we watched it as a staff every, every, uh, every phase of the game together. Um, so I think that's one thing that stood out. Uh, obviously, uh, the, the turnovers – some of the protection issues early on. I thought we were outplayed in the kicking game. I thought defensively we couldn't get off the field on third down and went another week without, you know, creating a takeaway. It was disappointing. And, you know, our players are in watching it now with the coaches, you know, it's our jobs very quickly uh, here with a, an important game coming up to, to make corrections and, and then also to look closely at, you know, who we're asking to do certain things and, so I think uh, you know it's a it's a tough day when you come back off a game like that. You put the film on, and, and uh, you know it's. I think it's important film for everyone to see, though.
4: Son looking at the Charles Brown right now, what's, what's your thought process on on where he stands in terms of starting?
6: Well, there there there's not going to be any specific decision. I mean, it, we'll we'll look closely at our, at our options, and in fairness to him. Uh I, I think there were you know, there were a lot of other things we didn't do well in that game. You know, we didn't particularly run the ball efficiently, uh defensively. We really struggled giving up some big plays. You know, you had the one pass goes up the sidelines with eight guys watching. Uh you have a couple long runs, uh missed tackles, the kicking game, we we can't kick a field goal. You know, we have one blocked uh, which was a low trajectory kick. The other one we just shanked to the left. You know, we get an onside kick against us. We're you know uh, alert all week for that possibility, and so it's you know it's hard to just say or pick out one specific player. You know, obviously when you when you're at left tackle it becomes more glaring because it you know results in a pressure or a penalty. Um, but we'll try to we'll put we'll put a lot of thought into you know. The best, the best way to approach this week as we get ready to play Carolina, Sean. That that being said, will you consider a change at kicker, or, or are you sticking with Garrett even after another tough game? I, listen, I think we're looking closely at at, uh, at at every at every element. You know, I told the players today in the team meeting we're we're looking closely at uh, at, at each aspect of this team, and you know, I think, and not trying to read into my answer. Mike, I just think that it's important for us to do that. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, whether it's a tackle position, whether it's a player on defense, uh, I think the one thing that I know I don't want to do is just repeat the, the you know, the process over and over again. And so we're going to look closely at what our options are and, and what gives us the best chance as we get ready to play uh, this coming week and then obviously one, one week remaining.
1: Saints Head Coach Sean Payton speaking with the media this Monday following the loss of the Rams and setting up the work week that lies ahead that results uh, that ends rather in a road game at Carolina. More from the coach when we come back. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion, because we know we can save you some money.
3: Make the
5: holiday season extra special for your favorite sports fan by giving the gift of Pelicans basketball. The Pelicans Holiday Plan, presented by Austin Steakhouse, is the perfect stocking stuffer. With packages starting as low as $45, you can choose any five games, including the Heat, Thunder, and Clippers. Plus, with every holiday plan purchase, you'll receive a free $25 Austin Steakhouse gift card. Call 525 HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your holiday plan today.
0: Welcome back to the best of the Black and Blue Report.
1: All right, once again, here's Saints head coach uh, Sean Payton as we continue to bring you our Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. More thoughts now from the head coach here from Airline Drive today.
6: Um, Sean, Drew said something to the effect that he thinks maybe uh, the mentality on the road, especially when you guys have gotten down early, uh, You know, maybe you, you referenced that it's a younger team, even though there's some veterans on the team, just not necessarily... I don't know if he, he meant in a confidence matter, or just not not showing that they can bounce back from that. Is, is that something you've seen? Or? Well, I mean, I, we were just talking about that same that subject. Um, a, a good example was Atlanta, you know, Thursday night, where our first series I think we're three and out, and then they were able to drive the ball down and score. And so we fell down seven and nothing. But I would say a critical juncture in that game be it in the first quarter, was, you know, that drive that we had to tie it up. And uh, so I I do think that, look, how we – how the game starts off, and and I I do think it's a younger team, and and it's not uh, any one specific player, but I think that momentum or us being able to answer the call when when that momentum shifts, because in our league, you know, that – that's fairly common where that momentum goes back and forth. And obviously when you're at home, you know, you've got that uh, other element with the crowd noise and all those other things working in your advantage. But I I think that example of Atlanta uh, and us being able to come back and and tie the game up and then eventually go ahead, you know, I I think that you can't take for granted that it's it's, uh, the same team maybe as you had in years past. It's a different team. Uh, for the most part, I mean, if you looked at the overall roster.
1: All right, so that's a good chunk of what head coach Sean Payton had to say today. The day after the loss of the St. Louis Rams, 27-16, to was the final score. Tough Monday. I, you know, <laughs> I don't think we'd be talking about both teams losing here today, but that's the case, and we have to uh, get some reaction from all sides, and we'll look forward to uh, better re- results uh, starting uh, with the Pelicans on uh tomorrow night so with that we'll wrap up this edition of the black and blue report not only from new orleans but from san francisco today our thanks to daniel sallerson and lou schumann for their help in getting our program uh on the air today and to john de for stopping by head coach monty williams and of course head coach sean payton tomorrow on the program a lot more basketball talk we'll also touch on some football who knows what else we'll have for you not only from san francisco but from our studio b and airline drive in new orleans as well. That'll do it for us on this Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report one that we're certainly ready to put to bed based upon the results yesterday Have a great rest of your Monday and we'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the Black and Blue Report
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12pm or at your convenience exclusively online at neworleansaints.com and pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source The Black and Blue Report.